0: Gentlemen, welcome back. This is QC Fantasy. My name is Graham Rogers, joined with my co-host, as always, Taylor Story, Chris Hayes. Guys, how are we doing?
1: Doing good. Great, ready to, to go. Back. Good,
0: good. Episode two here of season two, and we get to dive into the most polarizing part of this time of the year. We are talking rookies. So we'll go through the NFL draft top players maybe some late round gems and break down kind of how these players project out for this year guys let's go ahead and dive into it let's do it first up looking at the quarterback so right off the top we got the 101 102 bryce young cj stroud uh you guys know um the panthers i use the word fan very loosely these days um <laughs> What are we thinking about these two guys? Let's go short term, say twenty twenty three season, but also long term what do these projections look like, and how are we
2: feeling about their landing spots and the weapons that they have where they are i like I like both their landing spots. Um, is hard to decide between the two of them. I mean,
1: I think I like both of what both teams have done in a general sense of getting these guys at least a a few people to throw with, a throw to, uh, Carolina being more the veteran side of things. So it could bode well for Bryce Young, but obviously people are still scared of his height, uh, his stature behind the line. I'm sure everybody's seen the video of him behind the Panthers O-line by now. So I don't know. I feel like it could go either way for them. Short term, um, I feel like maybe short term, as in this season, Bryce Young and the Panthers will probably have just a little bit more success than the Texans. Uh, long term, I could see it going to Bryce Young as well, just based off of how I think this first season is going to go, which is usually one of the more important ones. So I don't know. For me, it's kind of a toss up, and I've I've taken Bryce Young before Stroud, and Stroud before Bryce Young, and Richardson before both of them, and behind both of them several times. So it's, I'm, I'm indifferent almost.
3: I think the fits are they're pretty good. I mean, Bryce will probably be the day one starter. He's always, he's already taken a uh, number one team reps at, at OTAs for the Panthers. So he's in, I mean, in terms of fantasy, I think he'll provide, you know, I think he'll provide a nice floor because he's, you know, he's a pretty gifted athlete we've seen his ability to run the football as well. Um, you know, I'm one of those people that is concerned about the size, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got all the talent in the world, great football IQ, so, and he's got decent weapons, so we'll see. I think the biggest thing that worries me besides the size is Carolina's offensive line is still kind of a mess, so it's a similar situation to, to Kyler, unfortunately, where, you know, Kyler has gotten hurt over the years, not just because of his size, but because of a battle line and Bryce is in a similar spot and then Stroud I mean if I was an NFL GM you know I probably would have taken Stroud first overall especially after watching what he did to uh, to George's defense in the college football playoff like I get the issues with uh, you know the te- the test score but I mean you you can either play football or you can't like that's an I know this guy can play football. So that's just my personal preference. Um, I love D'Amico Ryans, and I think Stroud will be successful um, in Houston with, with Ryans. But they do have to get him a few more legitimate weapons for him to be successful. So short-term, I like I like Young more than Stroud, but long-term, I like Stroud more than Young.
2: I kind of wish they had been
0: flip-flopped. And this is, again, me being a Panther fan. I, I kind of wish it would have gotten crowd there. and you know, But I do think Bryce Young, probably as far as the offenses go, um, is, is set up better to perform at least to a certain level right now. Um, but I think I'd probably take C.J. Stroud, the talent, the size, uh, long term. Oh, so, there was a third quarterback that was in the mix. Go high, was supposed to go high, uh, and then fell to the second round. Um, before that, sorry, let's uh, talk Anthony Richardson, uh, who went fourth. So, Indy was Kane, one of those Kane's teams. Colts,
3: right? Uh, with,
0: yeah, mm. I was referencing uh, Will Levis there, who was also tied a little bit to Indy. Uh, but they end up going Anthony Richardson. has since just shot up draft boards. I think on underdog, he's going off as like QB10 be 11 for best ball this year which means i will have zero anthony richardson um at that price but guys what what does it look like for richardson this year and then also long term
3: the ceiling is crazy it's the metrically and um i believe he's the most athletically gifted quarterback prospect in the history of of the nfl so i mean the ceiling is like, there is no ceiling. Like, the ceiling is QB1, like, stri- straight up. Um, I, you know, obviously, as a rookie quarterback that's you know, kind of raw coming in, um, you know, the floor is going to be really, really low. I'm not convinced he starts day one either. Um, I think Shane Steichen, he's going to be a, he's a really good fit in Indian for what they're going to try to do. But I think they're going to ease him in and Minshew, Will get starts this year, er, early in the season, just because I don't think Richardson will be ready, and I'm not sure how competitive Indy will will be right off of the bat. So, I think we'll see a a decent amount of Minshew this year, but we could see some Richardson by the end of the season. But I mean, if the kid just comes into camp and lights it up, then, you know, that'll that'll get people's attention as well.
2: I think
1: I think he'll easily start day one. I mean, he's going to he's going up against Gardner Minshew, who's a team does not want to put Gardner Minshew as their day one starter over their fourth overall over a super hyped rookie pick. You know, I, I think he's going to go in there. I think his ceiling is obviously MVP. I mean, just based on his build, his ceilings. you know, MVP season, Lamar Jackson, who can throw it a little bit better. Maybe that that's the only way he's going to be, you know, better than Lamar Jackson is if he's got a better arm. Um, but he's certainly going to be mobile. He's certainly going to run the ball. Apparently he's, I forget who said it. It might've been, I might've heard it on the Pat McAfee show. Who is a, who is a Colts fan and former player. So take it with a grain of salt. But he said he's, he's over there zipping the ball already. So, uh, good reports already. Um, I mean, I took him as, I think I took him as QB 10 in best ball. I think I did do that at the end of the first round just to, uh, just to just to try some different. I think to take Richardson where he's going, you just got to be a, you just got to to be a risk yeah. taker, just not really care, you know, type of thing. Um, he could sink you completely, or he could probably win you the league, and you just got to fall on one side of the fence and then stick with it. So you can't be hesitant because you're not going to get him. So you got to be on one side or the other. Taylor,
3: you're our yeah. you're the dynasty guy, Taylor. Where are in in uh, in rookie drafts this year, let's just say single QB, where are you taking Richardson this year? Ooh, single single QB? QB? Where are you taking Richardson?
1: I mean, single QB, I'm not taking – I might take one quarterback in the first round, and it's at the very end, and it just comes down to who I like more. But super flex, I saw him – I was in a draft where Richardson went – first overall and uh I was thinking I was going to take a quarterback at 2 and instead I uh got the privilege to take Bijan at 2. <laughs> um I mean I've seen him go 1 2 he, he goes it's the top 4 is Stroud, Young, Richardson, Bijan in some particular yeah. order. Uh sometimes I might get to 5th.
3: That's for if, if somebody flex.
1: needs a running back in like yeah, in super flex if somebody's like picking 4th and they need a running back, they'll take Gibbs and then Stroud or Young will go uh we'll go fifth. But typically what I've seen lately is Richardson is officially ahead of those two in drafts. So Richardson has moved up to basically the second, second pick in super flex, maybe third pick depending on again, depending on who you like and what side of the fence you fall on.
0: I think long-term you you swing for that upside. And I I think Richardson is a perfectly fine pick as the QB one in, in dynasty drafts. I've got no, no issues with that. Um, so, yeah, and I mean, yeah, let's say he ends up being a guy that can't throw the ball consistently or effectively, whatever the case may be. Well, you know, let's compare what uh, – Fields did last year in Chicago right like barely threw the ball but let's look at what he did in fantasy so if that's even a potential outcome not even comparing to Lamar Jackson MVP season or Hertz or Josh Allen there are plenty of people that would take that right every single year on their redraft teams best ball or dynasty um did that earlier Will Levis falls to the second round of the Tennessee Titans. They were rumored to maybe take him around number 11. Uh, they ended up going offensive line, probably the better route to take, and then still got the quarterback in the second round. So... Guys, what do we think about Levis? Because I think this is maybe one of the most polarizing guys right now where people are either just true believers and pumped that he got there with you know, an improved offensive line taking Skoronsky at 11, and other people just are using it as confirmation bias that they don't think Will Levis is any good. So where on that fence do you guys fall?
1: The side of the fence to where I never liked Levis in the first place, so... Probably not taking him unless it's in the second round of rookie drafts and I need a quarterback, but I'm definitely not reaching for him. Uh, I think it says more about what the Titans think of Malik Willis than they do of Will Levis. Uh, Malik Willis probably gone unless something crazy happens in camp and he beats out one of the others or something, but he's probably getting cut. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Will Levis, I don't, I mean, I don't expect much from him. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like when you're not expecting much from somebody, it it bodes well for the player. So he could surprise us, and I think he's definitely going to have to surprise us. I mean, it it literally could turn into another Malik Willis that the Titans just drafted. So uh, we'll have to see. I don't know. I, I think I'm on the uh, I'm on the side of I'm probably not going to draft Will Levis unless I absolutely have to.
3: Not investing in Tennessee at all in in Dynasty yeah they're
1: they're down I mean,
3: you know trailing brooks is interesting it'll be his first year as you kind know, of the alpha number one but catching passes from ryan Tannehill isn't all that all that attractive so uh i mean levis is fine like i think he dropped because of uh potential character issues coming coming out of um coming out of kentucky but i don't know i'm I think Rabel, like, I love Mike Rabel as a coach, but I think he has a certain style of offense that he wants to play, and that's never going to be suitable for, for a fantasy quarterback. Um, you know, he wants to run the ball. Like, I mean, this is probably Derrick Henry's, like, last legitimate year, you know, with, maybe not with Tennessee, but being legit. You know, they, that's why they drafted Tajay Spears this year. I'm not saying he's going to be replacing Derrick Henry, but, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking about it, like they know it's coming to an end. So I think that's the kind of, um, it's the kind of offense Ray right likes to run. And whether you know Will Levis is the future or not, I just I'm not sold on it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, given I the agree. the
0: weapons in Tennessee, it doesn't matter if it's Tannehill or Levis this year, right? Like I, I don't particularly want either one of them on my fantasy team, and I also don't know if you know will levis turning into ryan Tannehill is like i think that's a realistic outcome for him but he's not going to be josh allen in my opinion so it's probably not worth a pick right like i'm not taking a rookie pick to ryan Tannehill. um so last quarterback i want to talk about you guys are more than welcome to bring up others that were taken late but uh hinden hooker goes 68 to detroit you know I think a team that's headed in the right direction. I think we all think that um, Jared Goff still there as the starter. What do we make of this Hendon-Hooker pick? Is this just a shot just in case, like he can develop into something? Obviously coming off the injury, so not expecting him to do anything this year or take over for Goff, um, but maybe a contingency plan for the future just in
3: case if it uh, pans out? I think it's awesome. I, I personally love tended hooker um, even with the injury, I, I liked him a lot more than Levis. I know the, in, the, the injury stinks, but he honestly landed in a perfect situation. Now, I know he's a little bit older as well um, at 25, which is another reason why teams backed off. But this guy, is he's as pure of a thrower as, as, there, in, as there is in this draft. Um, and I know he had legitimate weapons with, with Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman last year. Um, but he's legit, man. Um, and I know Goff's got two years left on his contract. Like, that's, that's really all like, That's all he needs. He needs two years under Goff's wing, seeing how it's, you know, I mean, Goff's a professional. Like, he's, he's a pro's pro at this point. He's been, he's been through the ringer. Um, and he landed in a high-profile offense with, with young talent like Amon Ross a. Brown, Jameer Gibbs, and Jamison Williams, and now Sam Laporta. So I, I think this is a great spot for, for Hendon Hooker. Not saying I'm drafting him because he's not going to play this year. Um, but for Dynasty, I I think it's a good spot if you're willing to wait like a year, at least a year.
1: Yeah, I would rather take Hennan Hooker where he's going in in uh, in rookie drafts than I would Will Levis at, uh, at his spot. Around Will Levis' spot, you can pick up a couple running backs that might be contributors or maybe a grab. I mean, that's kind of where... Uh, A couple other guys we're talking about. You mentioned Laporte, uh, Kincaid. They're kind of going right around there. So it's it's more so off a team need, but in a vacuum, I would rather wait and take Hendon Hooker's potential. And he's got no pressure to start this year. Jared Goff's been plenty serviceable. I mean, Jared Goff might even start next year. So Hendon Hooker's just got to sit back, heal, learn the game, learn the NFL speed, and I think he's in a a pretty – pretty good spot to succeed unlike uh in my opinion yeah he is a great guy to put on your taxi squad a lot of young weapons to play with i think he's in a good spot
0: all right any other quarterbacks that you guys want to bring up talk about late round guys i'm not interested Um,
3: you know i got it pulled up in front of me the 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 quarterbacks that were drafted you know in my mind i see a lot of you know future backups but I will touch on Jake Hayner a little bit that the Saints drafted in the fourth round out of Fresno State I'm not saying this is a diss to Derek Carr but it's I think teams have figured out that Derek Carr is not really the future for for anyone at you know for for anyone at the quarterback position so so that one was rather interesting and I don't know Stetson Bennett was you know given a lot of press for going for going to the Rams but I mean he's a winner you know I I love the dogs but He's certainly a oh, yeah. winner. He is a winner. The
2: absolute. <laughs> it's literally dog. a dog.
3: Um, but literally. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see him as more of a, you know, a backup kind of a guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, just the popular names in college. Max Duggan <laughs> went to
1: the Chargers. I, I don't the, see.
3: The
1: I mean, Stetson Bennett and the Rams, with just based on. Yeah stafford's age and to get injury might play and that's if he kind of makes the teams the second rb i'm sure he will but really nobody else i mean that's one you look at like a Say you've got a fifth round pick in a rookie draft you go why not why not you know i've only got three or four quarterbacks like sure i'll take him. i don't want anybody else i'm not really seeking any anybody else outside of those uh guys we talked about after yeah, Hooker. Yeah, I'm with you on
0: there. All right, let's uh skip down to running backs then. So obviously the the top two, Bijan eighth to Atlanta, uh, Gibbs going 12th to Detroit. Obviously some big impact with both of those two. You know, a darling from last year, Tyler Algier in Atlanta. Uh, we saw the move with DeAndre Swift going out to Philly, being traded after the Gibbs selection. Montgomery still in Detroit. Uh, so just kind of talk about those two running backs where they were drafted, and also let's talk about maybe the splits that they're going to be in, and what those percentages might look like with Algier in Atlanta and then Montgomery
1: in Detroit. I, I, you know, uh, I think Algier's done. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. I I would define, define. I would, I would say think,
0: Give me a percentage because Bijan's not going to get. I mean, it's this is going to be a. This is going to be. A, he's going to
1: get eighty percent. He's getting Bijan's getting no less than. No less than sixty five percent, and I don't think it's I don't think it's going thirty five percent. Algier, they still have Cordero Patterson, who has shown that he can. He obviously des- uh, deserves fe- uh, time on the field if he's not injured. I mean, Algier is going to go down to twenty percent touches, maybe less. More than likely, I-, I don't think it's. I think Algier was a product of the run heavy and actually pretty good Falcons offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and scheme last year, he just happened to be there. I mean, Cordell Patterson was. Uh, are we we're going to sit here and say that Cor- Cordell Patterson's a top fifteen fantasy player because he was? So uh, he's just a product of the team, and I think Bijan's an actually good running back to go to that team. So he's going to easily take over we, that backfield. I, I think we'll uh, see in Atlanta.
3: 25 to 30 touches a game for Bijan about five carries a game for for Algier, and then we'll we'll call it. Call it five. Uh, Eight to ten touches a game for Cordero Patterson, just because they're so run heavy. Um, they're the most, they are the most run heavy team in, in the league. That, I mean, that's the, that's the Arthur Smith Arthur yeah. Smith special right there. So B, I mean B, is on and in in out, literally the best spot. I mean, I think maybe not the best spot. If, if there was one place, actually two places that would have been better, it would have been Dallas or Philly. For, for me personally, but Atlanta's outstanding for, for Bijan.
2: Yeah, I think Dallas could have been good. Uh, Atlanta, probably the second best for me, for sure, just
1: based on their offense, and I don't see them. Any sign of them getting away from it, especially with Ritter at quarterback. I mean, make him feel yeah. comfortable. Give the ball to your playmakers. London, Pitts, Bijan, even the other running backs, just give it to... Everybody else, make it easy, run the ball. Bijan, I think, will be between 20 to 30 touches. The other guys will be somewhere around 10 or below, just based on how much they'll run the ball, throw the ball to the backs, things like that, because they all can do it. I mean, Algier can catch the ball. Cordell can obviously catch the ball.
0: All right, so that's Bijan-Algier. What's the split look like in Detroit for Gibbs and... Montgomery, I know we talked about this a little bit on our first episode of the season. I love Montgomery. Um, I think obviously what will help Gibbs a little bit is the Jamison Williams suspension, right? Uh, just as far as the number of receptions that could be out there, especially in full PPR, or even half PPR leagues yeah. for Gibbs. But what does that split look like to you guys? Is it 50-50? Um, do we think it's going to be, depending on two-minute drill, third down and distance, like whatever the case may be, what do we think about that split this know. year?
3: I think this is really really interesting. I, Graham, I do think you, you you touched on it with, it depends on the situation, of course, but I think there will be a lot you bring up Jamison Williams, I think was it six games? Six games he's out? I think for those first six weeks, I yes. think we're going to see a little more of Montgomery and Gibbs on the field at the same time, honestly. like The Lions are going to want their, mm-hmm. their, their best playmakers out on the field. Gibbs, as a receiver it's just a dual threat back. Montgomery is the power back, and he's a, he's a, good, uh, he's a good pass blocker as well. Amon on St. Brown, Like you want, you want your weapons out there. Um, so I do think we'll see a decent amount of, of Montgomery and Gibbs on the field at the same time. In terms of how it's split up, I think, I, I think it's complicated. I think a Montgomery will get more touches, but I think Gibbs will be more efficient with his touches than Montgomery.
1: I think looking back at, if you look at just two of them, let's say at the end of the season, I think Montgomery will have somewhere between 55 to 60%. And then uh, Gibbs will have the rest obviously. So just below 50. So I, I think Montgomery will be favored. I mean, they brought him in, gave him a good deal for three years. He's going to be their guy to get them in the end zone. He's going to be their – he's their new Jamal Williams. I mean, they saw what they can do with Jamal Williams and brought in a guy that's similar to him and get him in there. I mean, just like – I mean, St. Brown's start to his kind of career with – I think yeah. it was Hawkinson that was injured, right? He uh, Everyone was like, oh, you know, these players are going to have to do good just because Hawk's out, and the next thing you know, St. Brown's a star. So if Gibbs can be that guy, he's gonna certainly have to earn his time on the field with just being a rookie like every other rookie in every other year. But if he can show that he can handle the ball and and give him positive yardage, then he's gonna be on the field as much as they can get him on there.
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, fifty, fifty five percent. I still think Aline Montgomery having more touches at the end of the year, um than, than the rookie is probably the right. safe way to lean right now. Um you know, I, I feel like these top running backs, like there's somebody getting affected pretty negatively everywhere, but uh, Charbonnet goes 52 to Seattle. Uh, obviously, just drafted Ken Walker last year. Ken Walker was, you know, top five dynasty running back, I feel like, after last year before the Charbonnet pick. So what do we think about this one and how that split's going to go? Another kind of polarizing um, a duo here of what is this going to look like? Is Charbonnet the change of pace? um Or is this an indictment on Ken Walker that because of efficiency and things like that, obviously he can be a big home run hitter, but did Seattle not see him as an every down back?
1: I think consensus was that it was an indictment on Ken Walker, but I don't really see it that way. I think I see it as they lost Penny and they want another running back and they were able to get one at a good price. Um, Overreaction's a little bit much to the Ken Walker in Charbonnet in Seattle, but I mean, I'm I'm tempering a little bit just because there is another guy that they're probably going to want to get on the field. But I tried to trade for Ken Walker and teams that I needed a running back. I certainly tried to, and I got him in, a, in most of them. Uh, the only one time that I didn't get him is because the guy believed in Ken Walker too, so we were kind of in the same boat. But I I like I mean Charbonnet going there is fine. I think it's fine for. All of them. It hurts Ken Walker a little bit, but he'll still be top fifteen, probably. That's what he's going in my is. books at the end of in the year. right now,
3: like number fit for I this guess. year. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think he's going to be. I think you'll have to have a good year to be an RB one, but he'll be a completely fine RB two with a few really good weeks that could, you know, win you weeks you know RB1 oh, I, 2 I, 3 that week. I was pissed Something
3: like when, that Seattle's drafted Charbonnet because like for me Ken Walker was a top 5 option in re, not just dynasty but redraft if without Charbonnet in in there. Um I still think he'll I still think he'll be an RB1 because I think Seattle's offense will be outstanding this year and he'll have, he'll have more opportunities for touchdowns than just scoring opportunities like the one thing I do worry about is Charbonnet going to be the red zone guy. I really hope not. That would, would just suck. Um, mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I think Seattle drafting Charbonnet is not—it's um, not an indication of they think that Walker's not any good. Um, I just—I think them losing Penny, this is kind of the replacement. Um, but. Well yeah. I th- yeah. I think, I think that's all. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Um, well, I mean, Seattle, you know, drafted, Seattle the... drafted two running backs. They drafted Kenny McIntosh in, in round seven. You know, he could just be a practice squad guy, but P. Carroll made things very clear that they want to continue to put playmakers on the field, whether it's Charbonnet or Kenny McIntosh or Jackson uh, Smith and Jiggle.
0: I think McIntosh, like, we talked about Mm -hmm. Rashad Penny going. They also moved on from Travis Homer. So I think McIntosh was maybe that kind of replacement. And we talk about red zone stuff. I mean, talking... 5'9", 211 with Walker versus six foot two fourteen. It's not like that's a huge difference. So I, I would lean they're going to give that more to Ken Walker as the experienced guy, but we will we will see how it plays out. Um, yeah. Next running back off the board was Kendra Miller in the third round to New Orleans Saints. Obviously, there are questions around is Kamara going to miss time this year with the suspension. They did sign Jamal Williams, uh, who I believe, again, I get the touchdown stuff last year, but it's just, another guy there um so if kamara does end up suspended be interesting to see how many games obviously and then what the role is with kendra miller and jamal williams there i think once kamara comes back it's probably pretty easily his backfield and those other two
2: will most likely go away for the most part do you guys agree with that or see it a little bit differently i mean i Miller was basically comped to almost like Kamara, so
1: I think that's probably why they got him to see if he can replace him and be just as good. And I know they got Kamara even late in his draft, so it could be the same thing. But I mean, just like we saw in Detroit, it's going to be the Jamal Williams show or whatever the suspension is. I don't think they're they know what they've got in Jamal Williams, and especially forgetting about uh, the quarterback, tight end, running back, wide receiver, offensive line, uh, Taysom Hill that the Saints also have. So. I think it's they're gonna definitely game plan around Jamal Williams and Taysom yeah. Hill if Kamara is gone. They're gonna try and do a little more of that than than firing out of the gates with a rookie. I mean, they got Derek Carr to come in and Michael Thomas is old as dirt. So they're not they're not looking to all right, let's play it slow. Let's let the rookie build up, you know, let's give them some some key touches to see what we got. I mean, they're gonna be putting their best team on the field at all times for this entire season. And if uh, Miller is that best player, then he'll be on the field. But I think it's going to be Jamal Williams and uh, a little bit of Taysom Hill, a little bit of Miller, while uh, Kamara's probably gone. So we'll have to see. It'll be hard for him to get on the field, um, but I do like his, yeah, uh, his uh, prospect as a as a whole. I don't.
3: I don't agree with the comp to from Miller to to Kamara. Like maybe, sure. The like I, it's just, it's the metrics. Hey, that's I mean, just what I hear.
0: To be fair, 5'10", 214, Kamara. 5'11", 215, Kendra yeah, Miller. Sucks, Alvin Kamara
2: did
0: nah. go. Wait. I, 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 wait. Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara did get drafted done, at the Chris. 303. Kendra Miller went off the board at the 308. Mm-hmm. So, again, just as far as how the NFL sees mm-hmm. guys, obviously Kamara fell and turned into what he is. I'm not saying Kendra Miller is that, but I do think, in my opinion, he's better than Jamal Williams. Right now, at this moment. Kendra
3: Miller is better than Jamal Williams right now? Kendra Miller is
0: better than Jamal Williams. If Jamal Williams do anything other than fall forward into the end zone, like he did in Detroit all last year, um, other than being a great locker room guy personality, no offense to him as a person, but I think Kendra Miller is probably the better option at running back as long as he gets the adjustment from college to the NFL, pass-blocking, book, that kind of stuff I think he is a more talented player
1: I don't know what the ADP says but for this year I'm drafting Jamal Williams over I'm drafting Kendra Miller
2: So I could I'll pull that up let
3: the the metrics like the size like it's mm-hmm. all similar pull it up. like like he doesn't catch passes like at TCU he he averaged less than one catch per game and and to say that he's going to come in and and replace Camara without good route running ability, without any mm-hmm. any statistics that back up that he's even a half decent um receiving yeah. back is i'm just i'm not buying it i i, mm-hmm. I didn't really i i don't understand this pick for, for Kendry or the saints I, I think Jamal williams is fine like he, he is a viable nFL running back you know what you've you know what you've got and Kenry Miller like Okay, if you wanted to prepare for a potential marriage suspension, maybe you should have drafted Devin uh, Achine that, that Miami drafted, who fits perfectly in their system and is a great receiving back. Or Roshan Donson, who, who I know a few of us in here like. Like guys that have proven they can, they can, they can catch the ball out of the backfield. But this guy, he can't. Like you can't have someone that didn't catch the ball in college come in for, and replace one of the best seeming backs that, that we've seen in recent memory
2: get on the jug machine to go, to go back to that um, Jamal
0: so Williams say. going off again this and is an underdog uh, best ball point PPR so Jamal Williams running back 42 Kendra Miller running back 44 um, separated by about 7 total spots of ADP yeah. so I was right let's go taking Kendrick Miller power to the people I am Jamal Williams. But moving on to, I'm not. you know, three other guys. We've kind of touched on a couple of them now, but uh, Spears going to the Titans, obviously being behind Derrick Henry. Uh, you, you mentioned Devin Achain here to Miami, obviously Mostert and Jeff Wilson there, but we know that they're not always reliable to finish a season. And then uh, Tank Bigsby was the other running back off the board in the third round to Jacksonville. Uh, again, going to a coaching staff that did not draft Travis Etienne, not saying Travis Etienne is losing his job in any way, shape, or form, but also probably not sustainable for him to get as many touches as he did last year, um, especially down the stretch. So uh, who's your favorite of those three, uh, both short-term and long-term, if that's the same answer,
3: or it could be different? Unfortunately, it's, uh, it's... Achene. I mean, it, McDaniel, McDaniel picked him personally. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. The system. Um, I mean, He's going to be splitting time with two other guys um, right from the get-go, but his touches could be really, really efficient. I don't know about... T- I don't think Spears sees a lot of time with, mm-hmm. with Henry, at, you know, still going somewhat strong this year. And... I, Tank Bigsby is is interesting. I I do think he'll cut into Etn a little a a little bit. Um, but a, a, a different kind of yeah, big
2: back, different back. Oh. Great night. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a guy um, that should be But no the best fit is it's, a, it's you know. Yeah, I think I agree too. But the problem there is. I mean, he's getting really hyped up, taking basically at the
1: end of the first round, start of the second round in rookie drafts. The other three guys that are at the top of that depth chart with him in Miami, Mostert, Wilson, and even Miles Gaskin, like they've, they all have had tons of playing time wherever it may have been and have been solid. I mean, they've been decent, like they've been serviceable. So just fighting through that met, I mean, he's going to have to be really good to get, Forty percent of the touches, thirty-five percent to of the touches to go to break that ceiling. You know, but I, it's uh, going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be hard for him to you, break through there. I mean, those guys are all going to have to
3: leave, get injured. You do mention Miles, that type Gaskin, of thing. Though, but I, I do like him the best there, out of those. Guys. Honestly,
2: <clears throat> yeah, he could be, but just as of right now, even even still, even if it's just yeah. Mostert
1: and Jeff Wilson, those guys are
3: above there are, average they're nfl backs nfl daniel knows runners of the football yeah i mean if, exactly. if
0: that was split Forever. you for know years. by the end of the year 30 percent for like each of those guys like i would i would not be surprised in any shape or form yeah. um, it's it's gross i think they all can be nfl running backs but yeah. i don't see any of them getting you know 50 percent or more unless the two other guys get injured which is yeah. completely possible um, and I agree yep. with Bigsby. I think but he's going to be them. kind of just a breather back there for ETN, but a guy that will get his touches, um, especially because we want to keep ETN healthy in Jacksonville. Um, we think that offense is going to be pretty good. So um, maybe worth a shot depending on where you get him in redrafts. But uh, well, let's move on now to wide receivers. Uh, we can yeah. talk about some later round running backs uh, in, in just a minute. Let's talk. We had this run here in round one, JSN to Seattle at 20, Johnston, 21 to the Chargers, Flowers, 22 to Baltimore, Addison, 23 to Minnesota. Um, touch on these guys and maybe
2: who your favorite is given their landing spot. I mean, both, again, this year and long-term. And purely... A guy that, so,
1: I mean, JSN, great. All these guys, I mean, JSN's first, and then you kind of can pick your favorite between that next three crop of players. I think I do like Johnston the most, uh, personally. Um, But after that is really where I'm looking. You kind of got Mingo, Reed, Rice, Mims. You've got these guys that are all going basically interchangeable in rookie drafts. And if I'm a guy that's maybe... You know, I'm not too sold on any of these guys, which I don't think I really am. If I can take Rasheed Rice at a good spot, the return on value on him that I could get in a dynasty league is, I think, greater than all three of those other guys personally. So no no other player in the draft saw a, a better draft stock uptick than Rice, obviously going to Mahomes. So, and I think it could either be a another Ross situation and just tank his value, or it could shoot up tremendously. So I I think I'm taking the shot on rice where I can, uh, and that little section kind of late or early second to mid second draft spot in super flex rookie drafts is where I'm uh, most interested in. Everything else is more or less chalk just based on the, you know, from pick five to, nine, all those other guys are going to okay, go. Okay, so I, I asked they you they about the top out four of those wide
0: spots, receivers sure. in the draft, and you jumped down to uh, number what, seven? Seven on me, we brought? All right, Chris, Chris, I give, me an, a- Chris, I give me an
3: actual answer to your favorite. They're the most interesting. Top four. Okay, well, <laughs> right, I'll stick to I the, fall, to the better part.
0: The, don't fall into the Patrick Mahomes trap uh, like we did with Sky Moore, okay? <laughs> all right, Chris, Chris, go Too ahead. Late. Give me an actual answer. Uh, Jordan Addison
3: has the... The quickest route, to already career. there. So high volume targets for, for sure. He'll slot in right at as the number two receiver next to Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. Um, sure, KJ Osborne is there, but like, let's be real. Uh, like he's he is competing with Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson for targets. Um, but he's an outstanding route runner. Doesn't have elite speed, but he's an outstanding mm-hmm. route runner. Um, it's the former. Yeah, the for the former Belitenkov winner. So I mean, he's he's outstanding in Kirk Cousins. I mean, while he can be inconsistent, while he does receive a lot of hate, he is very capable of uh, providing solid fantasy production for for our for our favorite targets. Zay um, Flowers, I love the player, love the person. Um, you know, I think my favorite part is about Zay Flowers is that he didn't enter the transfer portal. He stuck with BC for for his entire career, but. I hate the landing spot with with Baltimore. Um, I'm not going to call Quinton Johnston, uh, Quinton Johnston anymore. I'm just going to call him Mike Williams Jr. Um, so whenever Mike Williams, the real one, Mike Williams, gets hurt, like that's, I guess it'll be Mike Williams Jr. time. Um, Smith and Jigba will, Week three. will be solid this year. There's a lot of mouths to feed, but I think next year's the big JSN senior with Tyler Lockett a year a year older. So short-term value. Um, Jordan Addison's my favorite for this year, but moving forward, uh, JSN's my my favorite. But it also depends on Seattle's quarterback situation. Is you know the long term answer probably not, but he's solid enough uh, for for now.
0: I think I think I go Addison short term again. Um, just probably most likely beating out Osborne and being the number two in that offense with Jefferson on the other side I I think there are question marks there in Minnesota like you have with JSN as far as quarterback with Geno what does that look like in say two years right Um, where Johnston may be the safer bet long term I think Keenan Allen moving on we'll see what happens with Mike Williams as well Uh, but you're tied to Justin Herbert who is still young and the crop when it comes to young QBs in the NFL. Um, all right, Taylor, now is the appropriate time that we can talk about Rashi Rice. Uh-huh. So the next three three wide receivers off the board, Jonathan Mingo Let's to go. the Panthers, who is going to be another guy there with Chark and another failed wide receiver pick in Terrace Marshall with a rookie quarterback. Uh, Jaden Reed to the Packers because, of course, they need to draft a wide receiver after they let Aaron Rodgers go. Um, Rashi Rice, 55 to the Chiefs. And also want to throw into this group, Marvin Mims, uh, in the second round to Denver. Uh, They traded up into the second round to get him. It's the first pick by Sean Payton there. Um, So I guess you're taking Rashi Rice of those,
2: say, four guys, Taylor. Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think Mims, a better way to
1: put it is Mims is easily fourth for me as of right now. Uh, There's rumors of them trading, I think, Sutton more likely than Judy. but. One of them might be on the move, or at the least, next year they'll be gone. So Mims is fourth for me easily, and then the other three, I think, like they all—they all have a path to be the number one wide receiver on a team very easily. Uh, Mingo in Carolina, Reed at the Packers, even over Christian Watson. Let's say just because I mean, his his second year, he could go any direction, and then Rasheed Rice, obviously with the Chiefs, even with uh, Juju Smith-Schuster gone and Kelsey getting old and Mahomes is going to be there for the next 27 years. So I think those three guys, it depends. I mean, I feel like they're interchangeable for me. I like them all the same. Uh, It kind of depends. It depends on – I've taken one over the other in a lot of drafts. So more or less to diversify, but if I had to pick one, I probably am picking Rice just because of the none of those other guys have a better chance, like I said, return
3: on investment. Than uh, Rice I, I, does. Rasheed Rice, like I, I get it, like the allure of Mahomes, but he's gonna do do the same thing he's always done besides Kelsey, and that's spread the ball around. Um, got, you have to, but that's not.
1: Ah, uh, but you have to
3: though. It's not really sustainable. You just for, have. You just have to. Like for Mahomes, it is. Um, when Denver drafted No, him, not really Arvin Mims. Yeah. Like that that raised my eyebrows in terms of are they about to trade Sutton or Judy or are they going to cut Tim Patrick? So I I think we keep an eye on, on Denver is Sean Payton's a good coach. Like he knows what, he knows what he's doing. So Marvin Mims is obviously in his plans. Um, Jonathan Mingo, I actually really like as, as a player, but the landing spot, like he's, he's about a year away from seeing any kind of significant target with DJ Chark and Adam Thielen probably being the two alphas, uh, Jaden Reed, like I don't know, Taylor. Like I know you're the Packers guy, but I, I think Christian Watson's, like he he's a freak. Like and that's what you need from your from your number one receiver. This, you know, in today's NFL, you need your number one.
2: Yeah, but he could also just be a freak with Aaron Rodgers. It could that's be That's the thing.
1: Like I said, but it Watson could be anybody you, that could come out of there. Could yeah. be Romeo Dobbs.
3: It gives you a different kind of upside. He's still like there. Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs, like they'll. What?
2: Have you. Yeah. Did you watch Jaden Reed play?
3: He's a slot
2: receiver. Have you watch Reed receiver. play? Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think of those four guys or so, honestly, like, whoever drops the farthest, sure, I'll take. Like, I, I don't think there's one. I don't think there's one that I can definitively say, like, yes, this guy, both short-term and long-term, is the best option. Um, I do know in Denver, like, K.J. Hamler's dealing with another injury this year that he's going to miss time. So, you know, if Mims is even the fourth wide receiver, maybe the third wide receiver there, Yeah, even if they keep everybody, like, they could keep all four. Um, Tim Patrick's back. No, and I I personally think Jaden Reed is probably going to end up by the end of the year the number two in Green Bay. Now, what that means without Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, obviously, is yet to be seen. Uh, I agree. Mingo is a guy in a – not so great offense with a rookie quarterback um, and Rashi Rice. Like th- it's one that I just get skeptical on because like we fall in for the trap of wide receivers drafted to Kansas City. Like uh, you can even go Miko Hardman, MVS. Like if it's not Tyreek Hill, like some of these guys that get hyped up in Kansas City because they're tied to Patrick Mahomes, which is perfectly good reason to get hyped up have it panned out, so maybe I'm being too skeptical because of the past with Rashi Rice, uh, but maybe. again, tied to Mahomes, you, maybe you can't it's go wrong ball. there. I guess. There we go. There we go. Alright, so let's what? talk about some of these guys that were uh, drafted too. in the third round. Um Just pick out a favorite really quickly of these guys. So we got Tank Dell to Houston, Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman. Tennessee Tank teammates Dell. go back-to-back to the Giants for Hyatt, Tillman to the Browns, Josh Downs goes to Indy, Michael Wilson to Arizona, and Trey Tucker to Las Vegas. So, sounds like Taylor's going Tank Dell.
2: Chris, where do you think? Trying to, trying to leave uh, every draft with Tank Dell. Specifically love the, requested love the prospect. Tank Dell.
3: So, I, won't, I won't pick Tank Dell. He is my favorite, but if there's someone else... That too. If there's someone else that I like from this launch, it's probably... Oh,
2: Tight. Probably. I'll say yeah, why Josh you think I'll is. take
1: if I take happen to take Anthony Richardson in a draft I'm looking to take Josh Jones as well just to kind of have him but I mean what Jalen Hyatt Jalen Hyatt they've got like eight gadget guys in New York now I think on the as their wide receivers um, so I think Tank Dell and Josh Downs right, I like one the most guy that out of this I little am group.
3: curious about he's way down um, but someone, like, I'm a big SEC football guy, so I've seen him play the last few years, um, is KeShawn Booty from, from LSU. Um, he's drafted, from the, drafted by the Pats. Yeah, the Pats. I just, I yeah.
1: Know. New yeah. England. I mean, yeah. It's
3: not a... It's, yeah. It's, I've been scooping him up. It's not a pass-heavy offense. But more, right. he's, he's just always there. A, That's the player. thing. He's, he's always going, there. We've seen LSU receivers develop into pretty, you know, halfway decent receivers in, in the NFL the last, the last few years, whether it's Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson or Odell Beckham. Like, there's, there's a history here. So, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not rushing out to draft him, but it's someone, it's just someone for me to pick that isn't Tank Dell right now.
0: Okay so I asked for third round wide receivers and we pulled out a 6 round <laughs> wide receiver there Chris that's uh, just as egregious as Taylor's earlier top four wide receivers and jump down to Josh oh, Rice and Um yeah so I'm I'm actually going to go Jalen Hyatt We do what we want I'm probably going to fall into the trap of like going for landing spot not talent but like with Downs and Dell like I I get it maybe long-term, but for right now, tying them to rookie quarterbacks, I, I'm not as crazy about, um, especially in India a guy that's going to run the ball. I mean, if he does end up being, let's say, Justin Fields, like what exactly are we getting from that kind of offense? Um, so I'm going to go Hyatt because, yes, there are a lot of like mediocre wide receivers there. And so being able to beat one of those guys out and be tied with tied to a – I think as a halfway decent quarterback in Daniel Jones, um, in a day ball offense, I will take the shot on Jalen Hyatt that he turns into something sooner rather than later. And again,
2: a lot of that because of landing spot and competition for targets and playing time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. Yeah, probably agree I, I could see the Tank Dell and the Josh the
0: Downs um, more in, in Dynasty or looking long-term than maybe Hyatt. Um, but let's move on to top tight ends here. So uh, Dalton Kincaid at 25 to Buffalo. Chris will obviously give you the floor there. Uh, they do have Dawson Knox gave him an extension and paid him a good amount of money. And then the next two off the board, we mentioned Laporta, 34th to Detroit. Meyer 35th right after that to Las Vegas Uh, I guess Chris open us up with Buffalo what are the Bills going to be doing there what does it look like for Dawson Knox Um, and did they just say hey forget it the top wide receivers didn't get to us because they went off the board and so Kincaid is maybe a guy that they can uh, use as another weapon in the passing game for Josh Allen
3: yeah I don't know if we'll ever really know like what the Bills actual plans were in terms of you know, whether they wanted one of the top wideouts or not. But I know Kincaid was was rated as the best natural pass catcher in in this draft. Now, I think we can all assume that they traded up ahead of Dallas to make sure that that they got him because I mean, a lot of people had pointed towards Kincaid to Dallas. Um, Dawson Knox will continue to be a big part of this, this offense. Now, what that means for fantasy is he will continue to be very inconsistent, and Dalton Kincaid as a rookie tight end will will be about the same. But what this says about Buffalo is really they're they're shifting their offensive philosophy to more 12 personnel. You know, two tight ends out in the field with with Diggs and and Gabe Davis, um, trying to keep offenses or trying to keep their opposing defenses guessing on you know whether they're going to pound it with Cook and Harris or you know a little play action pass with with Kincaid and Diggs. Um, the Fitz, I think it it really just all comes down to Ken Dorsey. Like he he was okay last year as as the Bills' OC, but he just needs to be a little more a little more creative in in his packages. And hopefully, uh, the personnel is there for Buffalo. Like Kincaid is outstanding, Knox is good. You've got two decent running backs. You've got Diggs, Gabe Davis, who who we all like to a certain extent. It's just about Ken Dorsey and and. You know being creative of, on on offense, so I think in terms of Kincaid for fantasy value this year, like he, you know, you can take a flyer on him, but you can never trust a rookie tight end as as your as your starter.
2: Yeah. Statistically, no. Historically, no. As far I
1: think I'm stopping after the first couple names here, even in. The rookie drafts like Tucker Kraft in the that the Packers took is the he's going like end of the third start of the Luke fourth great, That's great.
2: Great for
1: the- any rookies drafted before that is who I'm interested in anybody after that like uh, strange and Washington and even these other guys that we might talk about like uh, from other positions I just don't I'm not too excited about even the Titans in general I'm not overly excited about Kincaid I'll take In this, I mean, I've seen him go in the first. I'm not taking him in the first at all, I don't think. Unless it's like four-point tight end premium, and I don't have a tight end, then I'll probably take him in the first. But I've really been, I mean, just like the Packers did, I've been kind of taking both of their guys just to maybe one of those guys is good Um, and just putting them both on the taxi squad and hoping for the best. Laporta, I think, is going a little bit early for me in Detroit, so I haven't really been touching him in Mayer. I just... I'm not excited about either. So I'd rather take somebody else in that ADP range. So for me, yeah, I mean, yeah, Musgrave and Kraft. I like both of those guys. So I'd rather take them over mayor and where Laporta's going. So I'd rather wait and take other positions and,
3: I do and maybe even say trade on, back on and gain some value note, and take Musgrave uh, as opposed to those. Other guys. So that's kind of where I'm at. He's as He's not going to be relevant for fantasy, but Pittsburgh drafting Darnell Washington, um, I think that's a plus for Najee Harris. Um, Darnell Washington was probably the best blocking, blocking tight end in this draft. Standing at a measly six seven, two sixty four, I mean, he just plows over people. Um, just something to to stick your Tomorrow, uh, you know stick your mind on on what Pittsburgh is great for Najee.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a tailor of, like, Good for nausea. I think this class got hyped up as being such a strong tight end class, which I, which I do think it is in comparison to what we've seen the past couple of years. Um, but yeah, I'm fine if I get Kincaid, Laporta, Mayer at a value. Um, I think Musgrave and Kraft, if you want to take a shot on one of those guys, I'm good with. Ones after that, like Schoonmaker to Dallas Strange in Jacksonville. Darnell Washington, again, I think he's going to be more of a blocker there in Pitt for Najee. Um, I'm just not interested in in the later guys, and I'm only taking those higher-end guys if if they're values because they've kind of been pushed up a little bit higher than maybe I'm interested in. Uh, so. Let's look at maybe guys that we haven't mentioned yet that went in the late rounds. We've got a little list here, but guys, pick off, you know, maybe your favorite of this list or someone not on here uh, that you might be interested in. Those include Rashaun Johnson, Charlie Jones, Chase Brown, Eric Gray, Evan Hull, Puka Nakua, Kayshaun Butte, which Chris mentioned earlier, and also Zach Evans. Thoughts, favorites of
2: those guys? We didn't mention... Who? guess Roshan Evans Roshan Johnson for me. Yeah you're, you're
1: combining Roshan <laughs> Evans Chicago you are combining
3: running backs here but Roshan you're Johnson sorry, sorry party I'm party looking at I'm looking at yeah, I'm looking the, at Zach there Evans and saying
1: came out Roshan Johnson. Roshan Yeah Roshan had Johnson the in Chicago will
3: be their RB1 by the end of the year which is, which is honestly great to hear um but Yeah Zach, I'm glad you meant you were looking at Zach Evans though Taylor because I mean there's really no one behind cam Akers, the the rams are going to be a probably a dumpster fire this year but he, he's an interesting look um i love the deuce vaughn story of course just just to piss you guys off with tony pollard um i didn't know his dad uh worked for the cowboys so so you know that's really cool um washington drafted another brian robinson and chris rodriguez so you know that's yep. that's just great <laughs> Besides that, uh, Roshan's uh, you know Roshan's my favorite in in the later rounds. But besides that, that's about it.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not. I love collecting picks for later rounds and just
1: taking dart throws and filling my taxi squad if I have small like a small lineup with a few open spots. But in all reality, it's not like I'm picking certain players and hoping I get them. I'm just drafting value and who I think might have the best chance, things like that. So it, I'm not too excited about anybody in particular. Chase Brown is a good one. Zach Evans, Bouti, I think you mentioned Roshan Johnson, um, and that's, I think that's pretty much it for out me.
0: Herbert and Deontay Foreman, I mean, obviously they weren't 100% sold on those yeah. guys to take a Texas running back in round four. And yeah, like you said, Taylor, I've, I've got plenty of Eric Gray, Evan Hull on Texas yeah. squads just because there's there's not a whole lot in those backfields behind you know Barkley and Taylor if something were to happen obviously um I don't hate Puka Nakua wide receiver to the Rams just again because of that depth chart uh that's there and the wide receiver core behind Cooper Cup of course um yeah and same thing maybe with Zach Evans since uh Cam Akers really the the one running back of consequence in LA right now since roster's just been stripped down which is what happens when you go all in and have no draft
3: picks for a few years but Nice. Um, is going to I'll say one okay, more Greg. thing. Uh, Eric Eric Ray yep. is, is someone to keep an eye on as well, the rookie running back drafted by the Giants. Um, I think he will, he will be the number two behind Barkley. Like, Matt Breida is not it. He's just not. Okay, so Eric Ray, if anything ever happened to Saquon, Eric Ray would be the guy that I want. All right.
0: you heard it here, folks first folks uh all right so next week looking at uh, dynasty rankings just to kind of follow up this rookie uh episode here so taylor we're going to dive into what your rook- rookie rankings along with your total dynasty rankings look like so everybody can prepare for a dynasty startup rookie drafts all those types of things fellas it's been a good one talking rookies oh, and we do will it. be in your feeds next friday as well there
3: we go See y'all. Out. Nope.
2: All right. See y'all later. That was just Buffalo. Everything. Sorry. Dalton and Dawson.
0: Oh, Chris was never going to stop talking about Buffalo. Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox. They just love the the DKs there in Me Buffalo, at tight end. All right, fellas. I got right, to run. It. Hey,
2: you can shoot. Or you can yeah. I access the yeah. recording if you stop it? Or all right. See you, Graham.